0: Hi everyone. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, SEU chief of staff. I want to welcome you to Framework Leadership Today, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. And we are now exclusively a part of the SEU podcast network. Uh, today, I'm excited to introduce our guest for today's show, Anna Liebel. Anna is a tech project manager dedicated to people growth with uh, education from three European countries, um, six plus years of project management experience within various industries. And she has a focus on leading cross-functional and international teams. Anna, it is so great to have you a part of the show.
1: Thank you so much, Jens. Hi,
0: Anna is also the host of. Uh, you're also the host of Genius Zone, a podcast that you uh, you uh, provide.
1: Yeah, it's leadership, genius leadership, overcoming everything. Okay. You're right. We're talking about the genius zone. Great. On the podcast.
0: Great. Well, I'm excited to dive into uh, your experiences, uh, you know, leading and developing transformational teams. I'm a huge advocate for team leadership, and I've always believed that you can never know the potential really of an organization until you know the potential of its people and, and the teams that are there. So Anna, to start us off today, tell us a little bit about your work.
1: Well, where do I start? I actually work with male leaders mainly now okay. and focusing on the tech industry because that is my background, mm. tech uh, in different variations of it. And I'm serving them to help to get out of the firefighter mode, mm. to reclaim that zone of genius that you uh, quickly mentioned and to become the proactive leader that they know they can be and they want to be. Yeah. And also that they start enjoying their journey more as they go.
2: Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what it means to be a proactive leader. If, there was, if you could boil that down into three concepts, what walk us through what that looks like.
1: That is the concept that uh, is the opposite of being the fire, in the firefighter mode, mm-hmm. when you're just really running and putting off fires that are there within your team and within your organization. So being proactive means that you have the space to actually address the things mm. before they come up. You have the space to talk to your people. Mm-hmm. And f- talk about how they're doing and not about what has gone wrong. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's so it's a,
1: its about those things.
2: And Kent, this is something we talk about a lot, especially on this show. You know, when you as leaders, oftentimes we can't predict what's going to happen to us. Right. We don't know right. what's coming down the pipe. And as leaders, you have to have principles. You have to have ways so that you don't have to be in the fight or flight zone that you're
0: talking about. You have to have different things that guide you in that way. Yeah. Now, Anna, with your platform, there's a lot of discussion around finding your uh, genius zone. Tell us about this concept and, and what it means to you.
1: Thank you for the question, Kent. That's the topic I love talking about. For me, living in your zone of genius is really having this flow of living. Mm-hmm. That means that you probably know the concept of flow when right, the right. time disappears and you just get lost in that mm-hmm. in the here and now. But In reality, life happens, right? Right. And we can't always be in those activities that get us in the state of flow. But the zone of genius and the living within that zone to me is being in alignment with your purpose, the Mm. ultimate thing that you want to achieve and the legacy that you want to create for your life and the values that you have within yourselves and you want to live by. And in that alignment, whenever the seas are stormy, Mm -hmm. you still have this strong inner core, this inner compass that helps you to go through that with this feeling of flow. Mm. And you don't question your life choices, your daily choices. You just know that this is all part of the journey.
0: Yeah, there's there's something about when you do you align people, you align um, structure, you you align resources, you align all of that to produce that flow. Uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty significant and amazing, and uh, we strive for that. I know here at, at Southeastern University quite a bit with all of our teams and and everything that we do, very much so.
2: Where did you first um, start researching about this kind of flow of living? How, how did you start investigating this topic?
1: I would say I started with myself over a decade ago. I've been working quite actively on the personal development and self-leadership. Mm. And I, I'm i one of those people who are not swallowing book after book after book. Mm. I take ages with one book, but I really live through it and I implement every single thing that is in there. And until I feel like, yes, this is part of me right now, whatever yeah. I feel like is applicable, I, I'm i sticking to that one book. So There was a couple of the books that were changing my life this way significantly, and they were helping me align myself with those values, define those values clearly and then align with them so that they become part of my daily Mm check-ins and my acting as the best version of myself.
0: Yeah some of your passions within your platform include those concepts of self-motivation and self-care. What what are the the strategies to put your o- oxygen mask on first and then assist others?
1: Honestly Ken, I'm struggling with that myself nowadays uh, a bit because of the new business. Sure. Growing a business, I'm saying I'm a mom of a, a human baby and a business baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I started them fairly, fairly close to each other. So it's it's a struggle. But mm. my strategies and the strategies that we usually work with my clients on are putting that on your calendar. Mm. quite often nowadays we are driven by our calendars right and the problem why so many people are burned out so many people have health uh, mental health issues are because they have their fully scheduled fully blocked calendar and then they have a to-do list that is mm. also endless yeah. and on top of that somewhere maybe they have some time will they will find some time for self-care and that that's not how it works so to put the self-care and putting this oxygen mask on yourself first uh, as a priority for yourself you really need to put it first. yeah, And mm-hmm. as one of my clients said, if you wait for some time in the future, next week or in three months for a better time to, to do your personal development, to invest in yourself and so on, your next week will look just the same as mm-hmm. this right. week. Right. And three months ahead, the week will be just as busy as now. So you really need to put a stick in the ground and say, this is important for me mm-hmm. as a leader, as a human being, as a spouse and so on. So I need to find the time and I find this time and I stick to it, and I commit to taking this time for myself.
2: So with the the clients that you work with, as you're trying to coach them into taking the time to care for themselves and to actually make it a priority, what are the first steps that you give to them that that you recommend they take in order to make that move towards prioritizing self-care?
1: Well, one of the things that we do with every single client of mine is journaling, Hmm. daily structured journaling. And I'm a big believer in a micro steps. So those steps that are like too small to fail them. Yeah. And this is the power of personal development. You don't have to do huge leaps to get somewhere. The power is actually in taking those tiny steps. And finding two, three minutes in the end of your day to answer two, three questions hmm. is the first step that everyone can do. And it doesn't cost anything because most probably you already have a notebook and probably you have a pen right. at home. Yeah. Just put them next to your bed on the bedside table and go for it.
2: How, how can leaders include their families and their work culture as a part of that? Because I think, you know, a lot of the times, at least I know in my own house, we've had a lot of this kind of conversation. Me and my wife are actually talking, have been talk, having this conversation right now about me, where it's how can we help each other? How can I help her get the time she needs for self care? And then how can she help me? What are those, how, how can leaders have those kind of vulnerable conversations with their teams or with their families about? prioritizing their self-care
1: this is a fantastic question and this the first step you already answered actually about right. it's start talking about that yeah. right or actually that's the second step the first is to understand what's mm. going on yeah and know your needs and that's where the powerful the the daily reflection is so powerful because it gives you space to reflect what is going on with me right now mm. what am i missing what is out of alignment and then the second step is to start talking yep. and Take a small step. Start with one person. If we talk about work and uh, some leaders with whom I work, they they would say, I'm not ready to show my vulnerability for everyone. Mm. And my answer to that, you don't have to include it in the weekly newsletter that you send to all the employees. Choose one person on your team whom you trust and with with whom you have this relationship and open up there and ask for help and accountability in that one relationship. Mm. And then slowly grow that so that But so that doesn't become overwhelming and it's not too scary, but you were growing the culture and you're transforming the culture where everyone is allowed to take care. Of themselves first.
0: Yeah, and I and I love the the self reflection. I mean, this is something that I have have made a discipline in my life um, on a daily basis. As you said, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, what were the experiences that I went through—good, bad, difficult today? Who were the people that came in uh, in my pathway today? What were the conversations we had? Those kinds of things help you to really get a good handle on what's going on in your environment, and then the discipline that you can begin to create to help you. Um, meet the issues, the needs, the challenges to be healthy and strong. I actually also do a yearly um, mm-hmm. personal retreat where I get away and I actually write a paper mm-hmm. um, and and mm-hmm. write and I, I look at what are my gifts right now? What are my experiences? You know, what are the things that I'm passionate about? And when I do that, there's something about you begin to see this holistic picture. So I love what you're talking about, this whole self-reflection thing and 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 how that h- adds to really holistic health and Speaking of, of holistic health, um, you know, being a leader sometimes can be a lonely process. There's, there's no doubt about it. And at times you feel lost and, and uncertain uh, and, hesi- and, and, and oftentimes you might hesitate to ask for help. How can leaders get support on their journey, especially during difficult times? And obviously we've gone through a very difficult time this past year and, and, and what we've had to face. But uh, talk to us a little bit about that. How, how can leaders reach out?
1: That's such a brilliant question, Kent. And just today I actually had an interview for my podcast, uh, with Genius Leadership that we discussed before. Uh, it was with uh, Max, Maxwell Ivy and he mm. is a blind blogger. He's known to uh, you're noting you know him.
0: Yeah, yeah I've yeah. Heard. yeah. So no, we
1: were talking with him uh, just about this topic, how can people ask for help and actually receive help when it's offered? Wow. And I really love what he said. When you are not asking for help, you're robbing the other person of the joy of helping.
0: Oh, that's great. Wow. That's so rich.
1: And I find it so powerful. And I think just this shift, if you can take it within yourself, we're all getting happier when Mm -hmm. we help others, right? There is scientific research. It's scientifically proven that when we go out and we help someone randomly on the street, do some random act of kindness, we get happier. Mm -hmm. We're less depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and think about it you are robbing the others of this happiness and this mm-hmm. joy of helping
2: yeah yeah so you know speaking of that you know, i think as leaders, it's, you, we, we talk a lot about ourselves, right? We talk about uh, about how can we do self-care, how can we do that? But what about taking that to the next level? What does it look like to create a organization, to create a culture where everybody on your team is prioritizing their self-care? How can leaders uh, do that, invest in the people that are working for them, create space for self-care so that we can have more kind of sustainable teams?
1: Invest in yourself, first of all. Okay.
2: So, Anna, you know, we've been talking a lot about um, self-leadership and, and starting with yourself, and but I want to talk about what does it mean to, to build a culture of self-care? How can we impart that value into our teams, into the people that work for us, so that we can have a more sustainable and healthy organization?
1: Again, I would say it's about being proactive, mm-hmm. right? What was started with. When you create the space through your personal development and mm-hmm. self-leadership, you will get into that space where you actually can walk around and ask Mm. people how are you doing and so on and give them space to talk about themselves Mm -hmm. and really mean it you know it's quite often in the in the british and the american culture to say hey how are you but we don't really mean it Mm. get into the habit of meaning it and actually asking people again i actually meant it how are you
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, being being very intentional in, in, in that process. I have one more question, and then we'll, we'll uh, this has been a great conversation. We'll close our, our time out with a quick fire round of uh, three questions. And, and this is what we do with all of our guests at the end of our, our conversation. But but I have one final question, and it, it goes back to um, something we talked about, and that is time management, the discipline of time management. So if, if, if one does want to build in self awareness self management self care it definitely needs time management how do you how do you become disciplined in time management because this is a big issue for a lot of people
1: two suggestions first of all get down to one way of time management tools or one tool for that mm. as i said earlier we quite often have some kind of to do's whether it's some app or our notes or our notebook and then we have a calendar and then we have some mental to do and so on and so forth. And each of them takes, or we plan for 24 hours every day. Mm. And that is why we get overwhelmed.
0: Right. Mm. But
1: most importantly, I actually want to make a shift in the conversation and talk not only about the time management, but a combination of time and energy management. Ah, That's great. And, And I do this exercise with some of my clients when they feel like they need it to do the energy budget, just as you do with your financial budget. You know how much money comes into your account mm-hmm. every month and then you plan, okay, this much goes for this category, this much for that, this much I want to save up and so on and so forth. Do the same with your energy. Track for for some time. How much energy do you spend on the activities that you have in your day? Mm. Are you getting up to 100%? And I usually recommend to to have the goal of budgeting for 85% so that you have some budget or some buffer for life happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's. that's and so that good.
1: has been a really big shift for a lot of my clients that they realize, okay, it's not about the time; it's really about the energy. And sometimes those tiny things, you know, some time, uh, some some tiny tasks, they're like, oh, it's just five minutes; I can do it. I don't need to delegate it, but it really sucks the energy and the life out of them. That. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see in the energy budget. Then it's it gets much easier to delegate things, for example, to outsource things, to delete things, mm-hmm. and actually get the time that we need as leaders.
2: You know a lot of people talk about um, that we people are really bad at estimating how much time they need to do something, so they always underestimate how much time they need to get to done something. I think you probably have a similar concept with energy right We always underestimate how much energy it really takes for us to do a task or how much it comes out of it and so that's the the energy the concept of energy budgeting is so powerful because it allows you to really become objective with yourself on on that side of it. And so how how can leaders learn how to pick and choose the right things to put their energy to? What does that mean? You talked about alignment earlier. How do you define those things to really align yourself around what's important?
1: I usually suggest to do a value exercise, so defining three value words that would really describe this ultimate best version of yourself. hmm and I can share your resources of how to do it. I've done some webinars about that, uh, but I simply just google list of values and usually you'll find some web pages with hundreds of suggestions of words and start just writing down those that resonate and mm. then boil that down list gradually to down to three words. And you can come up with your own words. My One of my clients had sparkling as one of her words. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be this person who comes into the room and the party starts. She brings the energy and so on and so forth. So she wanted to have that as her value. Mm-hmm. So once you have those three values, get into the habit of checking in with them every single day on multiple occasions. Set alarm uh, on your phone. Put some post-its in different places around yourself, uh, in your home and in your office, so that you have those words in yourself and you're like, Whatever I'm doing right now, am I acting as this ultimate best version of myself? Uh, that's good
0: and and, and honestly uh, that uh, budgeting your energy I mean it's really stewardship of your life being a good steward of what nice. what you have been given and, and who you are and, and all of that just I love that whole whole concept of, of budgeting energy budgeting as we move into our final round I just want to ask you we're going to ask you three quick questions uh, it'll it'll kind of cover a little bit of everything we've discussed and, and just kind of answer with your your gut level answer uh, these are going to be very yeah. practical and applicable to the lives, especially of all of our listeners um, uh, on the podcast today. The first question is, what is one daily habit that can change the way we live and lead? Reflect. Reflect.
1: And start with the question of what did I do well today or what am I proud of?
0: That's
2: good. Love it. Love it. Second question. How do you fight criticism while also boosting your self-esteem?
1: You build your self-esteem, first of all, and that is actually done through the reflection as well. So we're coming back to the first question. Love it.
0: Yeah, And then final question, what is one of the greatest pieces of advice you have ever received in your life?
1: It's from one of my leaders, one of the managers back in my corporate times who said, Anna, you still have 45 years until your retirement. Slow down.
0: Mm. Oh, that's great. Wow. Mm. Hey, Anna, I just want to thank you for joining us today on Framework Leadership. I'm, I'm grateful for the insight you have provided our listeners. Valuable information today. I know I've learned a f- couple of things today mm-hmm. that uh, I especially love that that energy budgeting. That's a concept I had not heard of. And that is, that is a powerful concept. No, I love it. It's been great, great conversation. And if you want to
2: stay up to date with Anna, you can follow her on Instagram at Anna Liebel. That's L-I-E-B. And you can uh, listen to her podcast, The uh, Genius Leadership, on Apple everywhere. And then if you're with us right now on YouTube, we want you to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button right down below us, and then you can check us out for more leadership content on Kent underscore Ingle, Twitter at Ken Ingle. You can also visit our website, keningle.com. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership.